in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, Colin you know what I was thinking about today? Steelers staring down the barrel, nine-point underdog at home of being one and five, and potentially then one and six and one and seven. The way we talk about the Steelers right now is a way we haven't talked about the Steelers for, for and I'm certain of this, since 2003. And that was the last time the Steelers had a losing season, obviously. My entire media career, Colin, yeah. Every single game I've talked about, I've broken it down in a way, well, the Steelers have a chance to win this game. Here's what happens. Here's what the Steelers need to do to win. Here are the tentacles that come off of it if they win. Here are the tentacles that come off of it if they lose. What's it mean in the playoff picture? This is the first year since 2003, I think, maybe the Duck Hodges year, we can get into it, that I'm going into these games and it's, Okay, sure, they could win, but what are you looking for if they don't win? It's the first time I can ever recall that. I don't know. Who was it's, the quarterback in 2003? Was it a, a Maddox? It was, it was Maddox, yeah. Yeah, it was a Maddox-led It's team. crazy, man. You know, you're probably right. And here's the thing. Teams that are rebuilding or teams that are perpetually bad, they don't talk about it like this. They've come to kind of accept that their team is bad. And they're week to week. Like, they get excited by a, a, a win here and there. Mm-hmm. Or Detroit. Or they get excited and hyped by a new coach. Or excited and hyped by a bright spot within a game. Uh, it's incredibly foreign territory here. You're, you're, you're really right. It only comes around every once in a while. And I don't like the feeling and I don't like talking about it. And I just keep coming back to they could have insulated themselves from this if they drafted better. Certainly they could have. And it's something we talked about on the morning show earlier on this week, and I brought it up on the early morning show. They have no one to blame but themselves and their own stubborn way of thinking. Uh, no one thought, and no one, and whenever I say no, I mean the consensus was that last year was not a good quarterback draft. Okay, Steelers took a quarterback anyway. They must know better, right? Well, what about before that? Draft a running back in the first round. The consensus says, don't draft a running back in the first round. Well, Steelers know better. Consensus says build your offensive lineup. That's how you win. You win in the trenches. Steelers say, no, we'll develop losers. We know better. Um, the Steelers are trying to win with defense in an offensive league because, oh, hey, they know better. They have a smaller staff than most teams in the league because, well, they know better. Would they be better with Juju and not Deontay Johnson? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Juju got a lot of flack for being TikTok guy, but Juju cared. Juju cared about winning. Juju, I don't think, was a stats hog. Like, 
Deontay Johnson's throwing his hands up, jumping up and down when he doesn't get a ball. And then he's talking bad about Ryan Clark and he feels like he's got to respond to that. And he's dropping balls. I mean, I always thought Juju gave 110% and cared about winning more than the stats. Um, I think he helps more in a close game. Yeah. I think he helps in a close game and he helps in an offense that's trying to figure it out because he can slide inside. I don't know. It's just a hypothetical, but it is very foreign territory for Steeler fans. And I'll tell you, if they lose this week, mm-hmm. it won't be premature. It'll probably be right on time. Die hard, old school, died in the wool fans will shift from, I mean, anticipating and expecting a Steelers win. And I'm happy all the time to, all right, results, yeah, they matter. But for this season, they're done. Just show me. It's almost like it would be an extended preseason. Like the games don't count. I'm trying to get a gauge on individual talent. That's what it turns into if they lose to Tampa. I know. And I – it's not – that's just not fun for me. I mean, that's – that's pirate stuff, man. That like, oh, look how hard O'Neill Cruz hit the ball. Okay, they lost thirteen to two, and they're going to lose tomorrow, and they're going to lose the day after that. I guess it's part of being a sports fan that generally you're going to have ups and downs. But it's been eighteen years since the real downs as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I'm just not here for this football team to ever be about. Well. Better give this uh, this Calvin Austin guy a try because he's going to be pretty good. I do think they should because they've got nothing to lose. It can help them win maybe going with the Calvin Austin. But you get my point here. Right. Like, oh, let's try out the young guy. Put Mark Robinson in because your season's lost. Well, I'd rather you put Mark Robinson in because you think it helps you win. And there's a difference between those two things, obviously, and a significant one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the direction it goes. I just... I wonder to it. Uh, here's the other part. Mm-hmm. This is a fascinating discussion for me. I thought maybe two, three years, it's just before the pandemic. I thought that there were three factions in town. There were, and it was small in the middle. It was big on either side. It was probably a middle 10% and a 40% on each side. If you follow my graph, 40% to this side say Mike Tomlin is great. I love him. It's wonderful. Anything he does, he wins a lot of regular season games. Come on, he's great. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. 40% on this side, don't like the guy, never like the guy, and it's never good enough. 10, 20% in the middle. So, you know, 40, 40, and 20% in the Matthew. middle. Is, you know, 20% in the middle are like, eh, I go by what the – what the results are now i kind of can i can be swayed i'm not in a in a firm camp i really think since the pandemic happened and now in through a couple seasons that haven't that aren't going to be good i think that middle ground has grown a lot Mm. i think that people now are more pliable as sports fans in this town and have shifted into from both categories either i love the guy or i can't stand the guy to you know, after I have a long thought about it, this guy got to show me something before I really have my firm opinion on. Well, I know I've moved into the 20% and I was in the 40% that was big Mike Tomlin guy for a while. And really what changed for me, yeah, the Jacksonville loss was bad and the AFC championship loss to New England was bad. And there were some lean years. Um, Steelers wise, right? So it's all relative lean years for the Steelers. Right. 
the one that got me was when you lose to Cleveland. They don't have their coach. You're Pittsburgh. They're Cleveland. You started 11 and 0. They're Cleveland and they come in there and they give and they put up 45 points on you. Like that's when it really turned for me because I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for being a good coach. You start the season the way you do that year. You limp down the stretch, but you make the playoffs. And I still think you should beat Cleveland and you don't. That was it for me. That was it for me that moved me into the, into the, I'm going to need to start seeing it here sooner rather than later. The Miles Jack interception along the sideline when he toe dragged in the Jacksonville game. You remember that? I'm sure. Mm. Um, that did it for me right around that moment. Whenever there was a level of, Public disrespect by the Pittsburgh Steelers and their head coach with that football team that was coming here. That's fair. And it was hubris. It was, we think, that was the moment for me I realized that people in that building, especially the head coach at times, thinks that the logo is simply going to win football games. Mm -hmm. And it didn't. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, they've done things sort of the opposite way that the successful teams in the league are doing things now, and they just expect because you slap a logo on one side of the helmet, well, we can draft Kenny Pickett, even though it's not a good quarterback draft, but we're, we'll do it. We'll fix him, because, or we won't fix him. We'll make him good because we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. doesn't effing work that way, man. It just it doesn't. And... I have serious doubts now about the direction of this franchise and how long it's going to take them to get back to a level of prominence when they continue to go against the grain from the rest of the league. And there seems to be one guy in charge in Mike Tomlin, and he can't be moved off his spot. There's nobody who's going to tell him, no, you can't do it the way that you think is best. And what he thinks is best clearly to me right now is not the way to go there's breaking news about the running back situation you want to get into it next i sure do